0: Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to grow hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark.
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast today. I'm with Mark. How's it going, Mark? Going good, thanks. Cool. And today, we are talking about something i'm literally like i have zero experiences which is never a good idea that's why i'm gonna mostly let you speak mark and that's mastermind but before we get started i just wanted to thank everyone that is listening to the podcast there's more and more people every month i mean last month we were like basically 25,000 people listening or downloading the podcast in just one month so we are getting more and more popular which is surprising given The level of production we put in these (laughs) podcasts (laughs) but thank you for everyone listening and let's not just fluff you let's just talk about the mastermind so what are these masterminds first first
0: things first things first so if you go to authorityhacker.com forward slash mastermind podcast you can follow along there'll be all the show notes and if we're talking about any links or any websites you can find all of those there so go check that out so what is a mastermind? There's not really like a one definition for it. What it kind of has evolved to be in the online marketing world is I mean there's different kinds and we'll we'll go through them in a second. but they're generally some kind of group based around your your work, which involves either knowledge share and or some kind of productivity, encouragement or or boost basically. You join a group and the idea is that you learn stuff and or get more stuff done by being part of this group.
1: Okay, so it's kind of like a mutual motivation thing, basically.
0: Yeah, basically. But I actually want to ask you a question to start with. Like, okay. How, how come you've never joined one or you've never taken part in such a thing?
1: I guess I'm just not very good at social interaction. <laughs> no, but seriously... I don't think I need it, to be honest. Like, I just don't feel like I need that for motivation. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the same in terms of knowledge. It's kind of the same reason why I don't go to a lot of conferences, personally. I just feel like it's kind of a rehash of a lot of stuff that I already know. And I just feel like, personally, I'm at a point where... I need time to do things, not time to get ideas or motivation or anything like that. I just need time to actually get everything I want done. Like, I I have a very clear vision of what I'd like us to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And all I need is just to get it done, right? I don't need anything else to get what we want. Like, I think we have the money. I think we have the time. We have everything. I just feel like I like the kind of like in the summer, we have a lot of people doing online marketing, et cetera, in Budapest, and I get to hang out with them and stuff and it's cool, et cetera. But I definitely feel I'm a lot more productive for the business just sitting in front of my computer and getting stuff done, you know.
0: Yeah. But, you know, in a way, like most of those people we met because of these like mastermind groups. So it unlocks that a little bit as well, you know. I mean, it's
1: like, I just feel like, even if I, like, it's great to meet them, but even if I didn't have them, I would still have pretty much the same vision for what we do. Like,
0: I was going to say, we did a podcast at the end of last year about working with partners and, like, how yeah. the two of us being, like, a duo kind of thing, it, it's, it's a lot different to how most people are kind of working alone. And it, one of the points I made about, like, why masterminds are super useful at least i think they are is because it's kind of like a virtual co-founder a virtual business partner in a way you can it's not exactly the same but you can kind of supplement a bit of that bit of the benefits that having someone else like in your corner would otherwise have Uh, yeah
1: yeah. Uh, he's the same like if i was alone doing that stuff i would probably find this useful you know
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but right now i'm lucky enough to have people around me that i can just like talk to about this kind of stuff like I have a lot of friends that do high-level stuff in in that kind of stuff. And most importantly, I think my personality is like I have a vision and it's going to be very hard to alter it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like I just have like – I see it in my head and the frustration is more transmitting it to others than actually figuring out what it is, you know? And so for that – and it's almost as if I don't want people to alter it because I just – I just know it's going to work and it seems to be working Mm -hmm. and that's it. And I just want to get it done. And, but I'm, I'm a very creative person. I'm quite good at like, at developing that vision. If you need to, like, if you're still trying to figure out stuff, like if you're not on the level in where we are, then, and if you're alone, I think that can definitely be interesting and useful. You know, I'm not saying it's not useful. I'm just saying for me personally, I prefer getting stuff done on my computer so that's it
0: I think there's two well there's three kind of general categories where where this applies like the first as you mentioned is if you don't know what you should be doing or you're not very very clear about what it is then a mastermind can help if you know what you're doing and you just need to get it done but for whatever reason you're not doing it or you're you're slacking or your productivity is not there, then a mastermind can help. And in any other case, if you're just working alone, then I think a mastermind can help. And it's not to say you have to have specific issues with all of one of these three problems, but it more like you can have kind of like, okay, maybe we have a very strong idea of what we're doing and we'll have like a 90% of the way of getting getting stuff done, but you know there's always room for improvement there so that's why I think it can be particularly valuable so I'm just going to like go through some of the different types of masterminds because a lot of like different structures and ways these are set up and people use the word mastermind interchangeably for all of these kind of microstructures and fundamentally they're quite different so basically in this podcast I just want to go through and talk about them what the pros and cons are and how you might go joining them so uh feel free one to thing i
1: wanted to say as well uh-huh. is i think one of the reasons that i didn't like them in the first place is just because they're called mastermind and that sounded super hypey yeah and i was like oh is that another jv zoo thing or whatever <laughs> it's like for a long time i had no idea what they were right and i was like yeah like i mean it's my mastermind or something and i was just like i just sounded too hypey for me it's like it's probably my personality as well yeah i don't really
0: know where that name came from mastermind it does sound a bit <laughs> odd now that you think about it but i guess it's more to sort of signify that there's a group of like high-level, supposedly high-performing individuals, you know. Yeah. Sharing.
1: I've seen a lot of masterminds not being that, and that's <laughs>
0: <what>. <laughs> I will, we'll certainly talk about that as well and how to avoid that. But so okay, so there's three different kinds of structures. I've made up these names, so your mileage may vary. You'll probably find other people using the word name mastermind interchangeably, but you know, just bear with me on this. So the first one I want to talk about is what I've been doing for just over 2 years now and it's more it's, it's less of a mastermind and more of like an accountability or what we call accountability buddy. Okay. That was a joke.
1: <laughs> okay. I was like that, that is even weirder than that. <laughs> but okay.
0: <laughs> so basically these are these are primarily focused on getting shit done. So you have a small group, uh, usually 2 to 4 people And there'll be a regular either call or in-person meetup. And all you really do is you talk about your goals, your objectives, what you're working on, what you want to get done. You set some rewards. You set some punishments maybe for these kind of things. And you basically use the other people in the accountability mastermind or mastermind, whatever you're calling it, to help you be accountable and to help you get shit done. This is really, really good if you're working by yourself years and years ago when I first started building websites I mean I had a full-time job at the time so it was a little bit a little bit more challenging but I would go through these like hyper motivated phases where I would spend a month and just like not go out and just work 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 and then I would lose interest and do nothing for two months if that's something you've encountered if that's an issue then this kind of thing is exactly what you need and it can really help in that situation. It works really by having someone else or being accountable to someone else is a major source of motivation. So think of like a traditional job. You'll have a boss and you're accountable to your boss. And If you don't do your job, you don't do your work, you don't perform, then you know someone's going to be not so happy with that. So this is why this kind of structure is super important, I think, for anyone working on their own. Solopreneur, I think is the the word for that. Mm -hmm. Just because not having a boss for most people, most people find it difficult to kind of like structure their own work and, and actually get stuff done consistently. Anyone can be motivated and you get your brand new website up and you install WordPress and you start doing a little content and link building and this kind of stuff. But then at some point your motivation will be less than it was at this at the start so having this can can certainly help I think my situation my case it actually started I was motivated to do this because I got my wisdom teeth I got all four wisdom teeth taken out and the dentist said that you really need to floss like twice a day every day I knew myself that's like a difficult task for me to consistently uh, like do without any kind of pressure or motivation from anyone else except a dentist I'll maybe see in another, I don't know, year or so. So I reached out to one of my buddies and who, someone who I I thought was actually like pretty good at sticking to goals and kind of quite upstanding trustworthy individual
1: so obviously not me
0: <laughs> yeah absolutely <not> you. <laughs> <laughs> and so i reached out to him like hey uh, you know i'm interested in starting like a sort of accountability mastermind type thing and he had another friend who was also interested and they actually coincidentally talked about it before and we we got that going and it's really simple we just have a a call once a month over skype and there's actually only two of us now it used to be three but we just go through what our goals are and we each set our own what our goals are for the next month and we each set either rewards or punishment for those. So like the, an example with the flossing thing was I had to do it twice a day for 30 days or the whole month, whatever it was. And for each time I didn't do it, I had to donate $50 to a charity that I really hated. And I decided that I was going to set up like that just because I knew that it would make me feel bad if I was giving money to some charity, which I despised. So, you know, from that perspective, it, it really worked. And after I, I ended up paying that, it, I found it much more motivating to actually kind of stay yeah. stay the course. So yeah, I mean, it works by the, the, the accountability buddy system works by just having someone else there basically at the most basic level. The, the goals and the rewards and the punishments are kind of like a second level for that. It's like a material level. Often we'll we'll have things where it's like, oh, you know, have to go to the gym X amount of times or finish X project. I even had one last year where I was have to do an Authority Hacker podcast every Monday f- this month. I think that was in like October, November or something. Obviously um, it's
1: Sunday today, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it's, 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 not, it's not in... No, it's, it's an interesting point actually. So we did that towards the end of last year when you and i said like we really should be do this every month you know it was it mm-hmm. turns out that the podcast does quite well for us like in terms of attracting new subscribers and potential customers and stuff so but actually like having some kind of structure in place to motivate me like okay yes you would be annoyed if we didn't do it but kind of you were also partly responsible for doing the podcast as well cuz it's like a joint thing so Hey, don't it, pay me. It's not. No, no, no. So I'm just saying, it's like it's not. It was useful in that situation to have like an external pressure, which was yeah, yeah, through my it. accountability buddy. I was like, okay, if I if I miss one, then I have to pay a thousand dollars to this charity, and you know that's not an insignificant amount of money. That that's you're gonna feel that. So that's what we did, and sure enough, we uh, we managed to do that. Um, I actually get an episode out every Monday, and since then, I mean, when we we were we took it down for uh, when we were doing our recent launch in January. But since then, this year, I haven't had that penalty in place, but we've stuck with it. We have been doing it every month. I think there was one we actually missed. I forget why that was, but two, I think. I think there was two. But still, I mean, it's pretty good, and you can see that just by building that initial habit, doing something consistently for a month, or I think there's some. They say raising my hands and doing the inverted commas thing because I don't know who they is, but like it takes 21 days to build a habit or something like that, supposedly. Yeah, Matias
1: used to do that too. Like Matias, the head of the spam team of Google on the X one, he used to do like 30 days challenges as well to like try new things, etc. Like 30 days without sugar, 30 days, etc. To build new habits essentially.
0: It works for whatever reason. Once you do it for three, four weeks you just get into the habit of doing it and it becomes kind of the norm you're used to. it, And you you can do it without any kind of pressure, which is the whole point of the accountability mastermind. So yeah, it's great from that perspective. I actually have a
1: different approach to that. Usually I tell people to just... Make bold statements about whatever project they're making, they're working on. So, like for example, like my girlfriend's like she doesn't have a job right now. She's also building a site, right? And she's literally she had to go and brag to her friends that she's gonna make a bunch of money from her website, right? Mm-hmm. And now she has the the huge social pressure of actually making it or looking stupid, and that is kind of how I like doing accountability as well, just like boasting about stuff that. Is going to be kind of challenging to do and then be like, well, I kind of have to do it, otherwise, I look like an idiot. Yeah, I, mean, um,
0: I, don't, I don't think it's really boasting is a word, but it's more like, you know making, what I mean? making, like making your goals public. Yeah, um, I, that's like definitely a good thing to do. And more so if the people who you say actually have a specific point in time to come back and hold you accountable, to, like, have you achieved that? So, yeah, yeah. So, the, I mean, the good things about accountability masterminds versus the other two which we'll talk about next is you can do it with anyone so you don't need to find you know another expert in your industry to do this with you can literally do it with anyone who do it with your mom if you really want to or anyone who can just come on that call regularly with you and hold you you accountable it's always better if they're also interested in the process and they they're setting their own goals as well it tends to be much more engaging that way You don't even need to have like an overlap so if you know someone who's i don't know a hairdresser you could conceivably do that being an accountability uh, mastermind with them as a authority website owner because you you don't need to know about each other's uh field so much so in some ways that can be attractive to people because you're not so worried about giving your secrets away to potential competitors or or stuff like that the other thing as well is it's also free so Assuming you can find the right person, you don't have to pay them. You know, there's you're both getting value out of it, or you're all getting value out of it, depending on how many people you have. So, yeah, I think that's the kind of like the pros of it. Why this might not really be for everyone is because it kind of assumes that you, as going back to what we said at the start of the podcast, you already know what you should be doing. If that's the case, then this can really help. If you have no idea what you should be doing, then this isn't going to help you solve that, or chances are this isn't going to help you solve that because. Uh, so
1: you're going to say buy the Authority Site System. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, well, I mean, yeah. So it, shameless plug: <laughs> the Authority Site System is available on authorityhacker.com/slash-system. If you guys want. And that to. is that is a good example of native advertising, right? Yeah. Right. So if you don't know what you're doing then this isn't going to help you solve that issue. It's just, you're just going to be doing more of the wrong stuff more effectively and more efficiently. So you need to use this in the right circumstance more than anything. Yeah, and the other thing is, it also requires a kind of a level of honesty. So, for example, I could have said, in my situation with the the dental flossing, I could have said, oh yeah, I actually did floss and then not have to give $100 to Arc Encounter, But I didn't do that because I I knew that that's kind of like that's not going to help me solve my goal, which I actually wanted to solve, you know. So there are ways which you can kind of eliminate the requirement for honesty by actually building in more accountability into your your goal setting. So if you want to go to the gym every day or five days a week, then maybe as part of that, you would have to send a selfie of you at the gym to your accountability in each of those days or something like that, you know. With the podcast we did for Authority Hacker, it's obvious if we wouldn't have done that because they're public and anyone can There's like 3,000 people that can keep us accountable, you know. Yeah, so it's just something to bear in mind as well. So in terms of like how to join one, how to pick one, really just pick someone you know who you kind of like look up to in a way and someone who I mean I've only done this once so I can't really I haven't really a b tested the types of people you should do but I have a strong feeling there's there's just these people that you look at and you think okay they're pretty like driven like they work towards their goals pretty consistently like pretty stable pretty level-headed people those tend to work quite well also people who are like you know, on time and will show up exactly when you say and not be late all the time and stuff. So just like, it's
1: okay. A- I was five minutes late for that podcast. Don't be mad. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If anyone is like looking for something like this thing, Hey, it might be a good idea. Then if you're a member of Authority Site System or Authority Hacker Pro, we have a couple Facebook groups there. Just ask in there. I've seen some people ask about this before and I, I don't know for sure if any have started directly from there, but I'm sure there'll be some like-minded individuals that you could uh, you could get together with for that. So that's the first one. The second type of mastermind, and remember, these are my definitions. I've just made them up, is a, a, what I called a network mastermind. So this tends to be like a larger group 50-plus people, sometimes several thousand. And it can be generally like a, a presence or a focus around a specific topic. Now, how wide or narrow that topic can vary considerably. So Authority Hacker Pro, as an example, would technically be a network mastermind focused on authority size. The Dynamite Circle would be network mastermind focused on location-independent entrepreneurship. Maverick One Thousand would be a mastermind focused on just entrepreneurship. So you can see there's like three different almost levels of category there, and we'll put links to all of these in the uh, show notes at authorityhacker.com/mastermind product if anyone's interested in checking those other the others out. I'm a member of the Dynamite Circle, and a few of my friends are in the Maverick One Thousand which is a super expensive one, but uh, supposedly they have really cool events and stuff. But basically, the so the network masterminds, they tend to have entry requirements of some sort. E- either, but you have to pay a certain amount. I mean, you always have to pay, almost always have to pay a certain amount of money to join these things. Some of them are reasonably cheap. I think Dynamite Circle's 50 bucks a month or something. Maverick is a lot. It's like 1,500 bucks a month. So yeah, why is it so
1: expensive though? Like, is it a way to restrict who comes in, or yeah, it is, is just f- a way to make quick money for the owner?
0: No, 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 no. So they, it's first of all, it is a way to restrict who comes in. So obviously, if you have that, then it's eliminating a huge amount of people. And one of the issues which I will sort of mention is that uh, about some masterminds is there, there can be kind of an imbalance in value givers and value takers. So having good entry requirements, kind of gets rid of a certain amount of value takers. So, I think that's why they do it, but they also run free events like all around the world. My friend said they had one in Argentina and more recently in uh, Hawaii and they'll rent like a bunch of villas and do all expenses paid, wine tasting and like just crazy like off. How does that help my business and stuff? It's, <laughs> no, that's more that's more from the networking side of yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. They do have I mean, they have a bunch of events. I don't know, really know too much about it. I've never been to any of their events, but they, they do come highly, highly regarded from or highly praised rather from several people, actually. Okay. Um, so it's one. And I think if you're younger, if you're like under 27 or something, they have like a youth version, which is much, much cheaper. So that's where uh, the that's people cool. I know joined in. But yeah, I mean, just actually to keep going on about Maverick, but one guy said they they organized some event on Richard Branson's island, private island, and then one guy went there and ended up having breakfast with Richard Branson, and Richard wrote about him in his blog, and his business like quadrupled because of that. So you know that's an example of how it can. Tangibly affect your. It's like you make high-value connections that can
1: really impact how you do things, and I believe it's powerful, especially if you're a product owner. You know, I guess for like like affiliate deals and stuff like that, you can recruit people that have large audiences to promote your stuff, or you know, you can promote the stuff and also make money yourself, or uh, you know, introductions, contractors—they use Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. I, I can see the value in that, actually.
0: Yeah. So I mean, the network masterminds are actually they can be a mix of online. And offline. So the one I'm part of, the Dynamite Circle, it's it's mostly online in the sense that there's a big forum there, which is really, really cool, really useful. Lots of interesting info in there. But they also have offline events, not so frequently, like a, a couple times a year. So, yeah. And some of them, like Authority Hacker Pro, in a way, it's a network mastermind. It's, it's online only. I mean, for the moment, we were actually talking about potentially doing some kind of uh, in-person thing next year maybe so we'll see how that goes but the the reason these network masterminds works or work is because well first of all because there's that entry barrier but secondly because everyone is expected to provide value in some way so it's kind of like everyone shares their experiences uh, shares their knowledge there's this like pre-built culture of sharing and help which already exists so if you join one today then all of those like structures and mentality of people is, is built already so you can benefit from, from that immediately so it's why they're really quite attractive and I definitely recommend anyone to be, a, be part of one of these actually as I said yeah the entry requirement's kind of like a pre-selection thing but there's also because there's an entry requirement and because a lot of the discussions like the forums and stuff they're completely private and nobody really reshares them or sort of spilling the beans publicly about what's going on there but people are really open about some of the stuff that they they share about and you see like in incredible detail like how people are doing certain things in their business and you know there's a, a the example the other day I was looking at one on DC and there was a, a number of people who were asking about uh, health insurance for people who like travel a lot or, or something like that and then one guy basically post like had like got loads of quotes previously And he like shared all his quotes for like all his company members on there and like exactly what was covered and how much they're paying. So he was showing us like what he was paying. His company was paying everyone for health insurance, Um, but it's in a public setting. And, you know, if that was like a public forum, sorry, a private setting, if that was a public forum, nobody's going to be sharing those those kind of company details openly, you know. So I, I think it's pretty good from that perspective again, because there's a kind of like privacy thing, I find people tend to share more kind of juicy tips and tricks and link building techniques and you know, this kind of stuff. It's pre- so it's it's pretty cool from that perspective.
1: I think people are like, yeah, they're willing to, to connect more with you after as well. So I guess like when there's like an insightful answer, you can message these people and they reply to you versus like a popular forum or comments on a blog or something where it's like, you're kind of in the middle of everyone. And it's, much harder to build a personal connection after this initial quote-unquote public but private interaction you know
0: yeah and plus if you know if there's 500 people in the in this group you just join and you ask a question like how to do x then because you've joined and because you've been through the application process and paid and all that the people who might know the answer immediately they're willing to share with you just because you're in that group and nothing more like they don't know you, they don't know anything about you, they've never read your application or your profile, they've never met you. They're willing to share you know, incredible amounts of detail just for being in that group. So I think that is the the highest kind of like pro point for network masterminds. You can also build like amazing connections with them as well, with uh, people as well. I uh, met tons of people and through those people met other people with these groups. One thing I will say though is that I mean, depending on the size of these things, it can be a bit kind of cliquey. Like when I first joined, didn't really know anyone. It was a bit kind of what's going on, who should I talk to thing. But I found that once I'd met a sort of number of people in person, they would like kind of introduce me to others and it would just kind of like open the doors, open the floodgates even. So that happened when I went to actually just from being in Budapest, we had quite a lot of people coming through, but also I went to a conference last year in Bangkok for the Dynamite Circle. It was pretty pretty good, met a lot of people there.
1: Yeah, talking about the clicky stuff though, I, one thing that I noticed is that because it's so targeted, these masterminds, um, people tend to all have the same kind of profiles, you know? Like, not exactly, but they, they kind of have like the same beliefs, the same ideas, et cetera. Um, you know it's good to surround yourself with the kind of people you want to look like but I think there's also a point like I've also seen people that only hang out with these groups of people Mm -hmm. and I think that kind of narrows their perspective on many things as well yeah so while I think this is good I think it's also good to uh, not overdo masterminds in the sense that you're going to be narrowing the spectrum of ideas and people you're going to be talking to. And, you know, for example, if you're in H it's like only people that do authority sites, right? The way I get a lot of ideas for the stuff we do is actually not from other online marketers, right? I look at people like MKBHD on YouTube or Casey, ne- Casey Neistat or the really big content creators of the internet or like the Next Web or like enterprise stuff, like uh, the guys at TopTal Top that we know quite well as well, how they do content marketing and so on. And a lot of that, like you new know, new stuff that we bring to to that, is not necessarily stuff that we came up with. It's stuff that came from outside, and I just feel that the mastermind junkies sometimes. They lack of different perspectives because they keep hanging out with the people that have the same profile in these masterminds.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, again, they don't know who they is, but like, there's this saying like you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with and stuff. So, if those five people or however many people are all in the this mastermind, then you're going to get a lot of quite similar people. And I think it can be very useful if you're sort of starting out or, you know, even when you're fairly advanced to to kind of like if you hang out exclusively in that, that group, it can bring you kind of towards the average of where all that is. But then if you want to grow beyond that, then that's the yeah. point when you need to like just have one foot in the real world and like kind of speak to other people, like speak to normal people as well. I know what you mean like I'm trying to think of a good example but there's like there's a bunch of things like which people just sort of take as as default like there was having this conversation once people were like all these people were like had their blood work done to like test for testosterone and stuff like that and you know fair play like they they view that as important but like it just wasn't really a big deal for me and it seemed a bit kind of a weird chat. (laughs) I really
1: realize that, you know, when, um, like, you know, I get to hang out with a lot, of, even though I'm not part of a mastermind, like I know a lot of these people that live here and, you know, these are the discussions we have every time we go out and stuff and talking about all this stuff. Then I go home for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there's literally a culture shock between these kind of yeah. like very specialized and, you know, your normal family that you haven't seen, you know, in my case, sometimes for up to a year. And then you realize how clicky that can be. And, um, I think, yeah, as you said, for beginners, I think it's a good thing to immerse yourself into what you want. I think there's also a point where you need to grow beyond and kind of broaden the spectrum of people you hang out with and your inspirations for work in general.
0: I think that that only signifies that you need to either be there needs to be new people coming into this mastermind, which yeah. in many of there are, or you just need to join more and like you know, expand your your horizons. But what you often find though is that you kind of meet an initial selection of people and then they'll introduce you to other people who aren't really part of who aren't necessarily part of this original mastermind but you'd never have met that person otherwise so it is actually a very good way of you know meeting friends of friends of friends of friends kind of thing i wouldn't say masterminds are just for beginners in the slice i think they're definitely a beginner would have so much benefit from from joining something like this but I think that more advanced people, even you, I think there's really a lot of benefit to to be had as well. Yeah, okay, so, oh yeah, I was going to say that the other negative part of this is that there's usually a fee. As I said, like the Maverick one, it's like, it's like 1500 bucks a month. Dynamite circles, 50 bucks, which is totally worth it. I think it's very, very, very good value. There can be a bit of a clicky vibe, as I said. But the other thing as well is that you will often find a lot of, quite close competitors are in the same mastermind so i know in dynamite circle there's like tons and tons of amazon fba sellers and just because of that when you have a bunch of you know high performing driven people you kind of not always want to sort of share intimate details of your of your business so you kind of need to be just a little bit aware of of competitors in 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 that regard but really it's not too big of a too big of an issue and if you want to join one of these then i'll put the links in the the show notes as i said you can generally just apply or in some cases you need like a recommendation but there are dozens of others in the online marketing space or even just in the entrepreneurship space or even even more so you know your mileage may vary post a comment if you're a part of one which you think is particularly good and other people should check out though
1: or if you're looking for an accountability partner just post it in the comments Mm -hmm. i guess
0: yeah, or in Authority Hacker Pro or the, the Authority Site System Facebook group. And if you're not part of that, then you should go buy it. <laughs> Let's go on to the the third uh, grouping, which uh, is, I don't know, I guess what most people would think of when they think of masterminds, like a private mastermind. And even this, it can vary quite a lot, but it tends to be like a small group of people, sort of three, four to maybe 10, 15 maximum. Although that, that can change as well. But these tend to be focused around a much more specific topic or group. So you may find one which is like membership site owners. And that's a pretty specific thing. And the purpose of that would obviously be to discuss aspects of business which are tend to be related to running a, a membership site so you probably wouldn't be talking about flossing your teeth and in, in something like that but you might be talking about which membership software is the best one to use for example so these I don't have a massive amount of, of experience with but with the network masterminds you, you'll often find that there's a lot of kind of sub private masterminds within them which you can you can join and indeed the dynamite circle for example in like has this rush system I know it's lame that they call it that it's named after like the college rush when you're doing the sorority fraternity thing but yeah (laughs) they they just have structures in place basically in order to facilitate you joining joining these and placing you in the right groups with the right peoples which is super important by the way but one really crucial part of this is that the people you're, you're joining are of sort of like roughly similar level there's not really much point in you joining a mastermind with someone who, like let's say you or I, Gail, joining a mastermind with someone who was just thinking about starting an authority site later this year. You know, that's generally not going to help each other. I mean, potentially we could help them a lot, but they're almost not going to help us in any way, basically. So this is what I was talking about earlier with like value givers and value takers. It's not like a... It sounds a bit harsh in a way how I describe it, but it's not only a greed thing in that regard. It's more of a how can we like realize the synergies by like all our knowledge, and in order to achieve that, you kind of have to be quite similar or quite close to each other in terms of skills, ability, and how successful you are. But with these these private masterminds, they can take the different shapes or forms. I've seen some which organize like retreats. Maybe they'll they'll do like a weekend in a city or rent some villa in Thailand or something like that. Or even a boat, I've seen one. And you kind of go away for a specific time and there may be like structured days where you do certain activities or have like hot seat sessions or discuss specific topics or you have different people doing different presentations to do knowledge share it can vary really quite a lot actually and i've heard many like really 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 good like feedback about about these kind of things and i've also heard some terrible ones as well so i think of all the masterminds this is the one that can kind of like your mileage may vary the most it really depends who's organizing it and who else is in your your group
1: yeah, it's. I just feel like, I mean, I would probably not, it's really expensive to do this kind of villa stuff, et cetera. I would probably not put a lot of money down unless I had a bunch of calls with these people before, et cetera. It's not something that you should start with, I would say, like these big trips, these big villa rentals, et cetera.
0: Yeah, I mean, it depends as well. Like some of the people organizing these things actually do it for a living and those can actually be very good if they really know what they're doing and they have like the right pre-selection And stuff in place but actually those tend to cost the most Yeah, versus the ones which you organize yourself or someone else who you kind of know is organizing they can be much cheaper I mean if you live in Europe for example you could do one in another city for you know really like a few hundred dollars for a a weekend including flights quite easily and you know you kind of almost get a half holiday in there as well and hopefully gets a lot of motivation inspiration and ideas of knowledge share as well which is actually like another point of masterminds as well. I, I, I didn't actually write this down in my notes, but I just thought about it now. It's kind of like a, a holiday you can write off against tax in a way. And I'm sure a lot of people kind of push the boat on that one of what they perhaps shouldn't be in, including. I've seen some masterminds that they include like free alcohol and stuff in their, in their thing. But because they bill you as like a work thing, then you can write it off against your tax. Liabilities and stuff, but
1: so so you get corporate tax discount on alcohol, basically.
0: I mean, yeah, that is a kind of <laughs> in a in a somewhat roundabout way. I mean, this is not the norm. It's not really about partying at all, although I'm sure it happens in some cases. But but yeah, that's just another sort of side point. With private masterminds, actually, because they are quite broad, you can have online versions where people are just doing you know weekly, bi-weekly, monthly Skype calls, similar to the accountability system I I mentioned earlier but perhaps because you have more people though they'll do different things a very common thing is to each week or each month or whatever do a hot seat so one person is gets like half an hour to just like ask questions about their own business and like put ideas out to the group and then everyone else gives them feedback and like all the focus is on them I was actually part of one of these which was like it was an in-person thing it was at the Dynamite Circle conference last year, and I, I thought it was super useful. There's some people in there that, like, just had, like, complete knowledge bombs dropped on them. It was it was pretty fun to see. But even I got, like, some ideas just that you wouldn't get from speaking to other people who are maybe, like, too close to you or, like, too close to your, your business. It's, just, like, good to get some completely fresh outside ideas from that perspective. I mean, so, like, w- again, like, why this works is because... Because you're having a small, like, super focused group of people who over time actually get to know each other really well, hopefully, and genuinely, in, in these things, people tend to like really want to help each other out. There's, the online marketing industry, the people who are successful, they're quite positive people. They're, they often want to share success and kind of like help other people, which I think is a pretty good thing compared to some industries I've heard about at least. So just having those, those kind of open, open-minded open people willing to help each other out in a small group by, you know, just how that is, you're of course going to get a lot of value and a lot of help for your, your own business and your own kind of mentality in that way as well. It's, so in some sense, it's kind of like having a business partner to bounce different ideas off of in a way and to get, like, to talk about some new Google change, how are we going to influence, deal with this, if you're not following the Authority Hacker Pro model, that is, of course. And, you know, just get different different viewpoints, different perspectives. The good thing about private masterminds is they are often free or very low cost. Sometimes if you're doing a villa in Thailand, they can be tens of thousands, but mostly they're they're pretty cheap. I know there's a bunch of people here in Budapest have one and they all do kind of like online type businesses. They're all very different, but... Just because they're all in the same city, they, they do that kind of thing in person. I've never been to it, so I don't know if it's any good or not. But yeah, they can work that way as well. And also because it's a smaller group, you often don't have that like cliquey feel. You're like you're part of the group immediately and you're kind of like everyone's equal in a way. And everyone kind of knows each other. It's more kind of personable, more friendly and tends to be more highly relevant. So just because everyone's joined it for usually for one particular reason, then it's it's a good thing the downsides of this are it can there can be if there is an imbalance in skills ability and success it can like destroy the mastermind so if you have someone who just like doesn't know what they're they're talking about or is just not on the same level as the others people are going to feel bad about sharing with them and about kind of it's just going to drag everything down in a way and it, just because you're focused around a specific topic, it can you can often find that you have a lot of competitors, like much more direct competitors in there. So, again, there can be issues about, you know, sharing and stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, like, for example, the city example you gave, I just feel like it's probably like most people will be at such different levels that it would be hard to make it work, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's always much better to focus around on a topic rather than, you know, just a physical location. Yeah. So these can be a little bit harder to find because generally they're not like recruiting or they don't have websites for most of them. It's kind of like you need to know someone. But if you join a network mastermind uh, like DC or Dynamite Circle or Maverick, then they actually have a bunch of private masterminds, you know, w- within there. As I, as I said, so if I'm joining a private mastermind, that's where I, I would go to find one, or at least to start looking for one. And of course, like the people people you know. Uh, your network your group authority hacker facebook group perhaps even um, okay enough <laughs> <laughs> but really i mean like it's a perfect example of people who well, are, all have businesses focused around a specific topics so it's probably a uh, probably a good place to start at least so yeah so that's basically all i have to say i thought this would be like a 20 minute podcast but again we're up to like 45 minutes <laughs> and something, so there and you we go. have
1: a question right we have a question from a reader as well right
0: we do. Yeah. Every week we're doing answering one reader question. So if you have a question for Gelleri, you can go to authorityhacker.com forward slash ask ASK and ask us a question. So this week's one comes from Michael Brayton and he's saying he's a real newbie with this web marketing stuff. And I guess he's read our shiny object or listen to the shiny object syndrome podcast because he's saying he knows he has to be careful with all that. But basically he's asking us should he maintain two websites or ditch one and just focus on one he's a real newbie a beginner and that's his own words so what do you think
1: i think i'll do it because you talked so much in this podcast i think uh, people will miss my voice if i don't speak so yeah definitely focus on one side it's no question here's the thing like so many people and i think i've answered a very similar answer recently but so many people like try. It. They're like, "Oh, I'm going to build ten sites, or I'm going to five sites, and that's my goal." And that can be very much your your end goal, right? But I don't recommend you start everything at once. It's like Richard Branson's when he started Virgin. He didn't do everything Virgin does right away. He made one business model work, and once something worked, he moved to the next one. In that case, I don't think there's a point duplicating something that hasn't been proven to be a successful business model. So make one website work. You can make thousands of dollars per month with a single website. And usually it's easier to go from $1,000 to $10,000 a month than it is to go from zero to $1,000 a month. So everything is in place for you to probably want not focus on one site up to the point where, first of all, you've replaced your job and you can spend your whole time on that, your whole working time on that. And second of all, when you have time to reinvest in your next project so that the time that you've spent focusing on that one site or hopefully can translate into making the second site much faster because you have a bunch of money available meaning you can hire writers you don't have to write yourself you could hire link builders so you could build your links you don't have to build all your links rather or you can hire a designer to make it look nicer or whatever you feel makes sense for the next project so build one site make it make five figures a month and then build the next one. That is my answer.
0: I absolutely agree. You said everything. I just want to add one more thing, like to go back to the Richard Branson analogy. Like if you wanted to start a transatlantic airline tomorrow, would you start one or would you start two? Yeah, exactly. Of course you would start one. And with websites, like from a newbie's perspective, there's not even a question about this. Start one successful then start as many as you want after that but don't start several at the same time you're just gonna triple the chance of failure if not more yeah you
1: also like have that right it's like we know it takes a while for a website to be successful and i think that's also a reason why many people want to start many websites but the thing is it's not a time thing right it's an amount of work thing like you need to put this much work into your website for it to be successful and if you don't then it's just gonna be kind of in limbo for a while that's what people call the sandbox often but like if you have two websites it could literally take twice more time to have even one successful so you're gonna end up in a place where you take much more chances to be demotivated or run out of money or run out of time or whatever there is that could be an issue with you keeping going on something that doesn't make money yet you know
0: all right let's uh let's finish up there then yeah
1: Yeah, 52 minutes. I think that's all right. Guys, thanks for joining the podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.